that's okay. Good morning. <laughs> I know it's just a, it's, it's a wonderful morning. We we have much to celebrate this morning as it, it is a Holy Trinity Sunday where we celebrate and confess the divine mystery and wondrous truth that we worship one God in three persons. Uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as such, uh, as is the custom on this day, uh, we will confess the Athanasian Creed, which is found on pages 319 and 320 in your hymnal, uh, when it does come time for the confession of the Christian faith following the Holy Gospel. Uh, well, as, uh, good morning. If I didn't say that already, I'm Pastor Bibb. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. And so we do have great joy to gather uh, in God's triune name this day and confess these uh, wondrous, again, mysteries and truths that we are saved by God's grace through faith in His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, we also have great joy of receiving the Lord's body and blood this day, and according to His word, He bids us be in unity in doctrine and practice when we do unite to receive His body and blood. He bids us to be one loaf, as we read in 1 Corinthians. And so therefore, all those joining us at the altar this day, we do ask that they be members either of this congregation or a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, in keeping with our Lord's word regarding this blessed and holy meal. I'll turn your attention to the inside of the back cover of your bulletin where we have that focused on Christ section. That's a summary of our readings for the day. When Isaiah beheld the glory of the Lord, he cried out, Woe is me! For the sinner cannot stand in the presence of a holy God and live. But God the Father lifted up his son Jesus for us on the cross, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This eternal life of Christ <clears throat> pardon me, is given us according to the Holy Spirit's good pleasure in baptism. Jesus said, unless one is born again of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. To sinners in fear of death, the messengers of God place on our lips the living body and blood of Christ and speak his words of absolution. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Having received forgiveness and life from the Father, through the Son, by the Holy Spirit, we join with the angels in praising the blessed Trinity. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given us grace to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity by the confession of a true faith and to the worship of, and to worship the unity in the power of the divine majesty. Keep us steadfast in this faith and defend us from all adversities. For you, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, live and reign one God now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the festival of the Holy Trinity is from Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And the one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. 
for my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Romans chapter 11. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text for this day comes from the Gospel lesson, John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, which are, of course, very well known to us. For this is how God loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Now, on such a Sunday as this, where we're confessing such high and profound and, well, let's be honest, incomprehensible by human reason, uh, truths such as the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, it might seem a little strange that the nighttime conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus 
is then the gospel reading. It just seems a little off, does it not? Now, there are certainly passages in the Gospels that clearly and explicitly mention the three persons of the Holy Trinity, such as the baptism of Jesus, right, where we have the Son in the water, the Father speaking from heaven, and the Spirit descending as a dove. We also have the words of Matthew 28, the great institution, where Jesus institutes the sacrament of holy baptism, and he sends out his apostles to preach, teach, and make disciples of all nations. And there are other texts in Scripture as well. But, in fact, the mystery of the Holy Trinity... And the mystery of the kingdom of God, as Jesus speaks of it in the gospel, these are quite similar. They're similar in that both can be believed and received only by faith. Human reason will always be stumped and confounded by both of these two doctrines. How can it be that God is three distinct persons in one undivided essence? How can a man be reborn? That is, born again when he is old, as Nicodemus asks. And we ourselves might wonder, how can an unholy sinner be saved? Well, in order to be saved, you must, as we confessed a moment ago, confess that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity. And believe in the incarnation, that is, the taking on of human flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ. In order to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again, literally born from above, as the Greek text gives it to us, and thus becomes something altogether new, that is, a new creation in Christ. Now, we ought not be too hard on Nicodemus in some ways, because when he comes to Jesus, he personifies some of our own personal struggles with God and our salvation. You see, in our sinful flesh, we are constantly engaged in a battle within. There is always spiritual struggle, spiritual turmoil, spiritual warfare that we fight Having been brought to faith by the Holy Spirit, we've been given faith to believe all that God teaches us in the Holy Scriptures. But you see, our sinful human reason, it experiences the world very differently. We see the pain and the suffering that is in our life, and we're tempted to think that God doesn't care about us. When we see those things, our flesh wants to cry out louder than the Word of God whispers to us. We're sometimes tempted to believe that God cannot really help us, or perhaps even more terrifying, that he doesn't want to. We experience our own weaknesses in the face of temptation. We know that we are by nature selfish and self-centered. Nobody has to tell us that, but God's law, of course, does what it does in this regard, and it reveals just how deep the rabbit hole goes, so to speak, when it comes to our sinful selfishness. We know that we put ourselves above others. And that we don't pray as often and as carefully as we should. So we then, just like Nicodemus, we come to Jesus secretly under the cover of darkness, so to speak, to question him. That way, if we think that he somehow failed us, we can sneak off again by ourselves and not be embarrassed in front of our friends and family about this Jesus we worship. You see, Nicodemus came to Jesus with his questions and his list of troubles. But even before he had the chance to say anything to Jesus or to ask anything of him, Jesus fired off a powerful statement of what faith believes. He says, Amen, Amen, I say to you, unless you are born again, that is, born from above, you cannot see the kingdom of God. See, Jesus doesn't beat around the bush. He hardly waits for Nicodemus to say anything. He sees right through the fog of Nicodemus' unbelief, the, well, the roadblocks of his human reason. And Jesus is saying to him, Nicodemus, I know that you are scared of many things. 
You're scared that I'm either a fraud or that I actually am the long-promised Messiah. You're scared of what your fellow peers in the Sanhedrin would say if they knew that you of all people, a leader of the Jews, a teacher of the Jews, were talking to me. You are scared for your salvation and also for the salvation of your family. Jesus does not want to leave Nicodemus in his fears. He wants to bring him into the light of the, of, of the truth. See, his life had been held captive in the darkness of a misunderstanding of the scriptures, as was the case for so many then and now. You see, it is impossible for human reason to ever comprehend that salvation cannot be achieved by keeping the law, by just trying to heap up a bunch of what we would consider good works. It is a part of the nature that we are born with that we desperately want God to consider us good people who have done many good things which are then deserving of his favor and his admiration. But the moment that God denies us this praise and by his law reveals our sin, our flesh rebels and complains that God is too harsh. He's not fair. And many even fall away because they don't want a God like that. But Jesus says, whoever is not born again, that is born from above, will never see the kingdom of God. The whole person must become something new, something different. The flesh must be killed and the Holy Spirit must then give life. A tree must become a good tree first before it can then produce good fruit. Therefore, one must, by faith, become truly good and holy before he is capable of doing anything that is good. And of course, that becoming good and holy, that is the work of the Holy Spirit in us by water and the word. Now, the focus of Jesus on being born of water and the spirit, that's no accident. Baptism is the rebirth of someone into someone and something different. And it is a, as passive as your physical birth from your mother. You did not participate in your human birth. It happened to you. So also your birth and water and the spirit is a passive act. It is done to you and for you by God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In fact, as Luther says in the large catechism, based on what Scripture teaches us, we must confess that it is God who baptizes us. He simply uses human hands to do it. See, this is what Jesus is telling Nicodemus, that this is a birth born of God. Jesus then uses an illustration from an early example, or, or from an earthly example, rather, of the wind. Nicodemus does not know where the wind comes from or where it is going, nor does anyone else. But just because you cannot see it or understand it, it does not mean that it doesn't exist or that it is not real. The Holy Spirit likewise moves and works whether we see him or not. In other words, God's word will and does accomplish what it sets out to do without fail. We often say that the word of God is efficacious. That's the fancy way of saying God's word does what it says it does, period. After this, Jesus offers Nicodemus what really ought to be the clincher in all this. He speaks of being the Messiah, the Son of God himself. All in the space of a couple of verses, Jesus then confesses his incarnation. Again, that's his taking on of human flesh, his crucifixion, his resurrection, and his ascension to the right hand of the Father. He proves to Nicodemus from the Old Testament that the law will not save him, but rather the Son of Man, who came to be lifted up on the tree of the cross, just like Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. And so then Nicodemus doesn't have to be fearful of salvation. 
This is precisely what Jesus has come to win for him and for all people. Jesus came to win that and to then crush the head of the serpent, to rise triumphantly, and to give it all away as a gift of grace. It is for everyone, even for timid people who, like Nicodemus, are afraid and come to Jesus in the night of their lives and the darkness of their misunderstanding. And then, in the best-known words of Holy Scripture, Jesus says to Nicodemus, This is how God loved the world. He sent his only Son so that all who believe in him will have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world will have life through him, to save the world. And there is the connection to being born again. That is, being born from above of water and the Spirit. Hearing the testimony of both Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and looking in faith to Jesus on the cross, and seeing there the love of God for sinners, for you, for me, and for the whole world. All these things are wrapped up into one great mystery, a mystery that can only be grasped by faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior. You see, just as we confessed last week at the Feast of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit has been working from that first Pentecost up until now in order that you and the whole Christian church on earth has and preserves the gospel, calls, gathers, enlightens, sanctifies, and keeps us in the one true faith. By the work of the Holy Spirit, you are made something new, a new creation in Christ, as St. Paul teaches us. God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is attentive to your salvation. He is present with you each and every day. He abides with you in his word and sacrament. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is your God, your creator, your redeemer, your sanctifier. Just as he created earth and heaven, so he has recreated you by water and the spirit into a beloved and forgiven child of God, both now and unto eternity. And for all this, we praise the Holy Trinity, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for the mercy shown to us in Christ Jesus our Lord, in his most holy and blessed name. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Blessed Father, from you comes all that is, and we are forever indebted to your grace for the gift of life. Receive this day our special thanks for the redemption you have provided in Jesus Christ, your Son, and for the work of the Spirit in bringing us to know you by faith, and to be adopted as your children by baptism into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed Father. You have revealed yourself to us in Christ, that we may know you by faith and confess you before the world. Give us your spirit, that all churches may confess truly and faithfully your word and live in harmony of doctrine and life, in anticipation of that day when we shall kneel together at your altar. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed Father, you have established marriage and sanctified the home to be a place of blessing and of love. Give to parent and child the courage to love as you have loved us. Unite them in their common life by your spirit to know Jesus and serve him. Bless the single with chastity, comfort the widow, protect the orphan, and defend the helpless. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. Blessed Father, 
You guard your world as your own possession and have established governments and leaders to serve your purposes. Bless our president, our governor, and all elected and appointed officials, that in their stewardship of the nation and state, they may be faithful and serve honorably for our benefit. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed Father, you have suffered fully the cost of love through your Son. Give healing and peace to all the afflicted, the grieving, and the dying, especially those who have requested our prayers this day, including Ron Lyon, Ron Gibson, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, Ted Phillips, and those we now name in our hearts. Give them all that is needful, that they may endure their illness confident of your presence. Supply them with grace sufficient for their every need. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we poor sinners confess that in our flesh dwells no good thing. If we are left to ourselves, we will die in sin, since that which is born of flesh is flesh and cannot see the kingdom of God. Grant us, we implore you, your grace and mercy, and for the sake of Jesus Christ, send your Holy Spirit into our hearts to regenerate us, that we may firmly believe the forgiveness of sins according to your promise and baptism, and daily increase in Christian love and good works, until at last we obtain eternal salvation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, again, a blessed Holy Trinity Sunday to all of you here this day. Thank Patsy for playing organ for us this morning. A handful of announcements as we continue with our day this day, of course, Sunday school, Bible study, immediately following uh, worship and the announcements here, however long it takes me to wrap that up. Uh, This coming Tuesday, we have our new member class continuing at 7 p.m. This coming Wednesday, again, please note the day change, Wednesday at 9 a.m., our Lutheran Confession Study Group will meet, and then 6 p.m. in the evening, the workout class in the auditorium. Uh, this coming Thursday, ladies, do please note that the Trinity Women's Meeting will be held at 6 p.m. this coming Thursday. Uh, this will be the last week this shows up in the bulletin, Lutheran Witness subscriptions. For those who order their uh, Lutheran Witness through the church, uh, it's time to pay those uh, annual fees. So please either uh, put a check in the offering plate with a note about uh, your subscription or just give it directly to the treasurer. Thank you for that. Uh, also, the Missouri District Convention begins this evening, and so Ian Davidson and I will be attending that. Uh, we'll be there attending to the business of our church body for a couple of days. Uh, and the proceedings will conclude then on Tuesday at noon, so I'll be back in the office late that afternoon. Uh, so please keep us and the convention in your prayers, and more information can be found at, and I didn't put the web address on there completely. You know, I'll blame that on Caleb. I might have fallen asleep at my desk at that point. Um, but if you Google Missouri District LCMS, uh, it'll be the first thing that comes up, and everything about the convention will be right there uh, when you go to their uh, homepage. Also, this coming Sunday, not today, but a week from today, uh, the the North Star Boys Choir concert will be uh, at 7 p.m. Thank you to all those who have volunteered to host, uh, also those who volunteered to help with food. There have been some specific uh, requirements and restrictions there regarding their diet and whatnot, so we thank you for bearing with us on all that. We look forward to that. I do believe it's going to be a very special evening. Also, the Lutheran Early Response Team training that's coming up on June 25th, It's led by Pastor Gibbs. Please register now. 
Uh, we need an accurate count for the materials that are going to be there, as well as for the food and refreshments that are going to be there. Um, so the, the website is right there in your bulletin. Please go there. Now note, it's a two-step process. So first you'll have to make a profile, and then after making a profile, register for this event in Norburn. Uh, so please check that out. If you have any questions, ask me or Kyle Durham. We'll be happy to help you with that registration process. Um, and let's see. Oh, also, ladies, this was not in the bulletin. Uh, we'll be continuing with Theology on Tap, both men and women this month. But ladies, you're starting a new book uh, called Ladylike Living Biblically. Uh, the copies of that have arrived. If you'd like your copy now to begin reading that, uh, please let me know and I'll get you a copy. Otherwise, I'll have them all uh, available there on that first evening um, later on this month. Anything I may have missed? All right. God's peace be with you as you go into the week. I'll greet you at the door.